Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello, I'm Andy Zaltzman and this is Top Stories, the Bugle's own archive show. And today we're talking about sun, sand and fiscal bailouts. The Mediterranean island of Cyprus was having a tough time of it in March 2013 and it all got a little out of hand, and not just because of the British expats drowning their sorrows in Ayanapa. For issue 229, I was joined by John Oliver and producer Chris. Top Story this week, Cyprus is far. I mean, it is fucked. Cyprus, Andy, is the sunny Mediterranean island of 1.1 million people where, for the last few decades, hard-working British people have gone on vacation to vomit in the streets. It's one of the smallest members of the EU, a sleepy little place, but it might want to consider waking the f*** up right now because it's currently in the middle of a financial nightmare. Uh, the EU has seen some financial shitstorms over the last half a decade, but Cyprus may be about to unleash a fiscal tornado so huge that we may wake up having landed on a witch and <laughs> dancing down the road with a talking lion, a scarecrow, and a weird squeaky guy with a metal face. God, I remind you of my stag night. <laughs> this, this all began last weekend when Cyprus agreed a bailout deal with European authorities and the IMF. So far, so... Tolerable. <laughs> next, thing, next thing you know, Cypriots are protesting in the streets and all the financial institutions are closed in fear of a full-scale It's a Wonderful Lifestyle run on the banks, <laughs> but without a friendly Jimmy Stewart to calm everyone the f*** down. <laughs> no, Stavros, you've got it all wrong. Your money's not here. It's in Constantina's house and Ibrahim's house and a hundred others. I beg of you not to do this thing. <laughs> so, how did this happen? Cypriots are a warm, friendly people, as long as you don't mention Turkey in conversation with them. <laughs> and for people to nearly riot on that s- scale, you'd need to mention Turkey both extremely loudly and a lot. <laughs> uh, well, it's, uh, it is kind of fascinating. Uh, another kind of chapter in the uh, exciting sequences of European bailouts, of course, began with the Here Goes Nothing 2008 campaign, then the vomiting good money after bad tour of 2009, and the fingers crossed <laughs> it can't get that much worse, surely, of 2011. The problem is Cyprus was apparently doing quite well for a bit, even after the uh, yeah. financial <laughs> shit tornado had kicked off uh, in other parts of Europe, had good growth, low unemployment. But by 2011, they'd reached the stage where uh, Cyprus's banks' combined assets were worth eight times the annual national income. Which sounds quite handy until you realise that those assets were almost entirely pretend. Uh, <laughs> largely made up of loans that they'd made to places like Greece, which had oh! no money oh! to pay those loans back. Oh, so, uh, Greek, Greek debt, Andy, as we all know, is a spicier debt. That is one messy money moussaka. <laughs> 
So when the financial plates got smashed at the wedding between Greece and bankruptcy, uh, Cyprus was, le- was left with a fraction of the pretend money that it was kidding itself that it actually had. And uh, a bailout was needed. And the way the Cypriot government decided to go about these things was by essentially punishing the victims of the economic disaster. Um, <laughs> because they, they came up with a scheme to tax people's savings. Now... I know around Europe recently, John, there's been a sense that people should, uh, that the people responsible should be made to pay. And maybe there was a bit of a language barrier issue, but the Cypriot government misinterpreted this as, the, uh, as it should be the people who have been responsible being made to pay. <laughs> and they tried to raid people's savings. They're now having to come up with a plan B after the public called bullshit in a fairly major and vocal way on plan A. Um, so uh, it's, I don't know, I'm not an economist, John, but as you said... The little Mediterranean island has jumped aboard the bonkers bailout bandwagon, calling it Athens, Dublin, Madrid, Lisbon and all stations to Fisk Oblivion Parkway. <laughs> but basically, the plan was all bank depositors with over $130,000 in their accounts would immediately get just under 10% of that confiscated, and smaller accounts would get around a 6.75% confiscation. It was to be called a one-off upfront stability levy. But, uh, <laughs> Lovely euphemism. People, yeah, isn't it great? But the people of Cyprus seem to see it as a one-off gigantic f*** you. <laughs> so, to be fair, the depositors would have got shares in the Cypriot banks in return. But, to be even fairer, (laughs) those shares would be completely worthless if those banks then went under. So, to prevent a run on the banks, all Cypriot banks have been shut and are unlikely to open until next Tuesday to try and prevent mass withdrawals. And all Cypriot bank managers are currently hiding inside the linings of their sofas. Uh, There have been long lines forming at uh, ATMs, but cash in them has been rapidly running out. And... Cyprus seems to have essentially reached a fork in the road, Andy. Quickly renegotiate a solution which is satisfactory to no one, or go full Mad Max. (laughs) Get some motorbikes, get some crazy outfits with spikes on the collar, and just go f***ing crazy. (laughs) And I honestly think people there are 50-50 on which way to go at the moment. Well, uh, Chris has just broken some exciting news to me, uh, that his parents live in Cyprus. Yeah. Oh, they do? They do. They're they're in England at the moment, they're going back on Sunday, and bit by bit they're taking the towels and the clothes out of the bag and throwing dollars and sterling into the suitcase (laughs) instead. It'll only take a couple of bags to literally be able to save the country. If the bailout goes through and... uh, it's it's like 10 billion euros worth of bailout that basically one of your parents is going to be owned by germany yeah <laughs> how does that make you feel um i i'd like to say that i'd be proud of them and i think it's <laughs> yeah. an important it's an important thing for for my dad i think to just front up and accept that, that he is now that German, he's now owned by Angela Merkel. Right. Yeah, well, t- Chris, he should feel nicht so good about that. <laughs> Such a beautiful language. Schlecht. Um, perhaps, perhaps unsurprisingly, Cyprus's parliament rejected this whole proposition on Tuesday with zero votes in favour. Zero. It's not easy to get zero votes for anything, Andy. Usually, you'll get one person vote for something, even if it's just because they think it will be funny. But <laughs> Zero votes. That takes an almost impressive ability to piss literally everyone off. (laughs) So why did the European Bank try to go in so hard on Cyprus all of a sudden? Well, part of the reason seems to be the bank accounts themselves, because of the estimated 68 billion 
euros in total held in Cypriot bank accounts. About 40% belongs to foreigners, and not just Chris's parents. <laughs> Most of them are thought to be Russians. And at first... That seems a little bit weird. Then, that seems a little bit suspicious. And then after that, it only seems suspicious. Because <laughs> the widespread belief is that much of that money is at best dirty, and at worst, so laundered that it basically now qualifies as clothing. <laughs> uh, well, also, you know, if, if it's that dodgy, that it has to be laundered through Cyprus. When that is... I mean, if they... If they if they're too ashamed of it, even to plough it into a football club. I mean, that, that really puts that in perspective. <laughs> a leaked report from the German Foreign Intelligence Service suggested that uh, the main be- beneficiaries because of this from any Eurozone bailout of Cyprus would be Russian oligarchs, businessmen and mafiosi. <laughs> and that is, that is thought to be the key reason why savers with money in Cyprus have been put into this horrendous situation. But John, John, was that, it, were they three different categories? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're just three sides of the Russian personality. Uh, but it's it's worth noting that of all the groups in the world that you want to avoid pissing off, Russian mobsters are right up there at number one. And Russia itself has come out strongly against this plan. Uh, President Vladimir Putin, a man who, shall we say, wears the cologne of the corruption in extremely heavy squirts. Uh, he, he, he has... He's described the... I'm glad you like that. Yeah, very, very nice. Very nice. Uh, he, uh, he described the plan as unfair, unprofessional, and dangerous. Although, to be fair, that's basically also a description of himself. So, <laughs> so much that it would function pretty well for him as a dating profile. Man, unfair, unprofessional, and dangerous, seeks woman, late teens with an ability to keep her mouth shut for sexy business. Uh, <laughs> And it didn't stop there. Russian Prime Minister Dmitry Medvedev warned that Russia may be forced to correct its relationship with Cyprus if the levy should go into effect. And it's that kind of threat, Andy, <laughs> that kind of chilling Russian threat that will get a bill zero votes on the floor of a house. <laughs> oh, this is such a beautiful island. It would uh, give me such pain to be forced to correct my relationship with this. <laughs> Your wife and family live here as well now. Oh, what a pity if... I will force to correct your house into a massive fire. <laughs> yeah, in the same way that Stalin corrected the membership lists of poetry societies. <laughs> Russia is now in a tricky position, so it, it has a vested interest in Cyprus not collapsing in on itself and taking the full Mad Max scenario. <laughs> and it's not just the, the $40 billion in dodgy Russian money that's at stake, because Russia has also been using Cyprus, apparently, to funnel arms to Syria to help Bashar al-Assad go explosively medieval on his own people. And as if this couldn't get any crazier, and this might be good news for you, Chris, news broke earlier in the week that the UK flew in a plane stacked with a million euros in cash to Cyprus as a contingency measure for British personnel and their families if cash machines and debit cards should stop working in Cyprus. They loaded a plane with a million euros. Oh, that should calm down everyone in Andy. How could that go wrong? Uh, there's a plane somewhere in the country with a million euros in non-traceable notes. But what you should absolutely not do is form a mob to find that plane and loot it. <laughs> that was another top story. Thank you for listening. Discover more from the Bugle Empire at thebuglepodcast.com where you can also make a one-off or recurring contribution to help keep the Bugle stable of shows free, flourishing and independent. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. 
Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. <laughs>